This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, talking Nebraska basketball now as still a lot going on. A couple of big things happened this week in the world of Nebraska basketball, Robin. Uh, But number one, let's go to the eligibility news. Um, The Huskers got a really, really big break and um, we've been around for a while and we're kind of used to things not going Nebraska's way in this area. Yeah, when it comes to working with the NCAA, especially uh, with eligibility, Nebraska's luck has not been good, to say the least. And so, uh, that being said, it wasn't necessarily a major surprise, if a surprise at all, that Trey McGowan's transfer from Pitt, um, who committed this past spring, uh, was ruled eligible immediately for this coming season um, just because of the the COVID situation. Basically, the NCAA has like said, you know what, if you have like any semblance of a case, we're, we're not going to like try to decipher which one's legit and which one's not. It's kind of basically to the point where it's almost a blanket deal as long as you do uh, things the right way through the right channels. And Nebraska did, got the waiver approved, and not only did they get it approved, they got it, this is maybe most importantly, got it uh, approved within – plenty of time for uh, them to prepare their roster accordingly for a guy uh, in Trey McGowan's who I project as a starter uh, this season uh, in in that backcourt. So a big deal in a lot of different ways, especially not only getting it approved, but getting the timing in which they got it. Yeah, you talk about COVID and all the bad things it's brought um, everything in the sports world and our day-to-day world, but the one good thing COVID has brought is a lot of just flexibility on waivers. Yeah, and again, you know, it's one of those deals where, like, for the NCAA, who's already, like, being overwhelmed with, with all sorts of different things right now, uh, to have to go through the mountainous pile of waiver uh, applications and say, well, this one, they have a legitimate case, this one doesn't, it, it just would not be feasible. And so, basically, Nebraska's case was, Trey, uh, I mean, he, he wasn't unhappy, there wasn't anything crazy that happened with his follow-up pit, he just wanted a essentially a change of scenery. And so you look at the at the time that they that he left Pittsburgh was in April. And the northeastern part of the United States was getting hammered by COVID, probably more so than any place in the country. And he went to Nebraska, which at the time um, was you know, one of the least affected places in the country. Now so, we're the highest, by yeah, the way. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, go figure. But uh, that was kind of the basis of the waiver, was he kind of wanted to go to a place that was safer for him. And uh, for the NCAA, like I said, that they're not in, in a position to – tell someone they're wrong for doing that. And so that's why I say as long as you fill out the the proper paperwork and, and do it the right way, your odds of getting a waiver submitted right now are probably 90 plus percent. So let me ask you this. Who's the leading score? If you, if you were to say this is going to be the leading score for Nebraska in 2020-21, who is that guy right now? For me, it's Teddy Allen right now. Like I mean, he is 12 able- to 15 a game type? Probably. Uh, it depends on how good the offense is. I mean, if they're scoring 80 80- some points a game, which Could be is higher. certainly feasible. Yeah, there's that's a lot of points to go around. And so he's a guy that I think has the potential to be uh, you know, that that volume score in this offense, but they also have a lot of guys that could be double-figure scorers as well in that 8-10 to 10 range. So uh, I, I like him just because that's why he's here. I mean, he's a guy that lights it up. He's done it everywhere he's gone. Uh, and, you know, that's what the biggest draw for Nebraska was to start recruiting him. So I, right now... I have him as that number one guy, but there's going to be other guys that are close. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan, Robin Washed, and things continue to come together as well, Robin, for 
this pod or tournament that's going to be taking place in Lincoln. Um, is it eight teams? Is it 16 teams? Give us the running count now of the teams that have at least been committed through sources, um, according to different reporters. Well, uh, I talked to a source, speaking of sources, on Wednesday, uh, who is directly involved with this whole situation. And uh, the source confirmed that uh, five teams, uh, the ones that were reported by CBS Sports' John Rothstein on Tuesday, uh, were under contract. So they are locked in. And that was LSU, Nevada, Northern Iowa, Illinois State, and Cleveland State. Well, here on Thursday, uh, word broke that Oklahoma State has now joined the field. So, uh, you know, those are two Power Six conference schools with Nevada, who's one of your top, I guess if you want to call them mid-major. Oki State wants some revenge from Sioux Falls. Exactly. They got a guy <laughs> by the name of Donovan Williams on their roster who'll be a freshman that uh, I'm sure has some incentive to get fired up for that as well. So, uh, yeah, certainly an, an awesome addition to that field. And um, that source that I spoke with said that they he feels comfortable with 10 teams right now, including Nebraska, for that field. And the rest of it is probably a matter of finding low to mid majors that are willing to take the money that they're offering. Uh, and, and get beat. Well, essentially, so here's the difference. This is where it comes down to. So a, a traditional buy game, you know, you're making 50, 60,000, something like that. And, you know, if you play a handful of those, that covers your whole athletic budget. With these multi-team events, you're getting a lump sum for three games. And right now, I think just because of Nebraska's situation, the fact that they are kind of scrambling just to fill this thing out, I don't believe that their um, financial offering is all, close. It's it's not. Yeah, it wouldn't be like they were playing three independent Power Six games for low major opponents. So like the draw isn't necessarily there right now, and they're kind of having problems getting the, to the, teams to commit to that that that. The Summit League teams. Exactly, exactly, that, that want to come up here just because that's a sacrifice, especially when they don't even know how many games uh, you know they're going to play. If they devote three of them for X amount of dollars, you know that's that's a sacrifice probably than trying to play individual buy games uh, once the kind of pattern of the, of the schedule starts to get filled out over the next couple of weeks. But if there's no fans and revenue coming in from fans – they can't expect the buy money to be what it is before. Yeah, and so like compare this tournament. I mean, this is a on-campus multi-team event MTE. You know, you compare that to like the the Maui Invitational or you know some of those big ones like the Battle for Atlantis. I mean, those those pay out a lot more, and that's why they get you know an entire field full of which Nebraska's not been invited to one of those for 20 exactly. Years. So that that just shows the discrepancy in you know what different multi-team events can pay. And so this one is kind of at the bottom of the food chain a little bit, and they're looking for teams that are just kind of desperate for games or who either backed out of their previous that maybe bus MTEs that can, yeah, I mean, look at the, the field. It's all regional, maybe outside of LSU. So, uh, you know, I, for them to be able to get what they've been able to establish with LSU, who is going to be a power program, Northern Iowa won 25 games last year, uh, you know, now Oklahoma State where they're on probation this year and won't play in the NCAA tournament, but they have a Cade Cunningham who was the number one recruit in the 2020 class as a freshman and, and also Donovan Williams. So, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty darn good draw, especially the fact that they're not done yet. There's at least, uh, as far as I've been told, three more teams that, that like I said, uh, the Elevate Hoops is the third-party entity that's, that's running this thing. They feel really good about uh, the three, at least three more teams, and they still want to get to 16. It's just a matter of finding enough of those low majors to fill out the field. And briefly, as we wrap it up here, Robin, the rapid testing that Nebraska can facilitate and, and manage, 
that's a big part of this because they can they have the the resources to provide the protocols needed. Yeah, and it's cheaper too. Like for them to go down down to Orlando where the Myrtle Beach Invitational would have been played, uh, they would have paid more for, for the daily testing while there as opposed to getting it here on campus. All right, when we come back, we'll take your questions here in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.